Mike check one two ski. There we go. Yeah, Mike check one two ski. Y'all ain't even hear my intro song, man. That's what's so bad. I gotta let y'all hear a little bit of it again, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause that was really a bop, and I thought y'all was hearing that, man. I was jumping for no reason. Here we go, man. I want y'all check this out a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? Episode 35 of the Areola Roller Cola Podcast. Come on, man. So much better than everything. So special to me. And a lot of you. Nature at its best. Yeah. Nothing new. I love herbs and titties. Herbs and titties. I love herbs and Shout out to everybody logging in right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We getting close to the weekend, baby. It's Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen to him. Hey. Hey. technical difficulties in the beginning but you know uh stuff like that be happening when it be happening man but we ain't even tripping you know what i'm saying we ain't even tripping man you know this is episode 35 of the areola roller coaster podcast man i need y'all to be aware of that man episode 35 of the areola roller coaster podcast man so shout out to everybody out there that's in there coming in from youtube shout out to the people on youtube shout out to the people on facebook shout out to the people on twitter shout out to the people on twitch we everywhere and i need y'all to know something man it's a lot of people doing podcasts right i got my cameras moved from where i usually be having it so i gotta adjust because i'm trying to get myself more space listen we a lot of people be doing podcasts right podcasts popping up all over the place if people people that really know me know i've been doing this podcast thing for a long time not only that this is the only live interactive podcast i don't know another one a lot of people on facebook with a cell phone and call it a podcast no i'm talking about a real live podcast that you invested in that is interactive capabilities I'm talking about I could have somebody video in here right now. I can take phone calls right now. I can actually respond to comments live. And this is make that's what makes it a live interactive podcast. You know what I'm saying? So we really on here doing what we do, man. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody out there, man. We're gonna get it started, man. Episode 35 of the ARP. You heard? Yeah. You know how we do, man. We got to start it out right. Areola roller coaster, man. It's all night. Yeah, we do it late because that's what it is. I ain't a regular nigga. I be taking care of kids. <laughs> you know what it is. Young Steezy, he's the biz. He's the big one. He be doing what it is. Doing what he does. I say, what's up, cousin? Don't be on gang stuff. I be like, yo, I ain't even a blood. Ain't even a crip. I ain't none of that, man. I just be chilling on the strip and I'm in my whip and I'm swerving lane to lane. You know I got the car. 
the cutlass with the flames and I ain't even plan to stay and get them. Uh, young Steezy, man, I got out of wisdom. Uh, I'm just chilling out the way. I'm chilling on the couch, man. And I'm just like, hey, you know what I do, man. I'm dolo, solo. I don't even know, man. I just go slow-mo. This ain't promo. You know that I'm a pro, though. These niggas can't see Steezy, though. Yeah, I ain't even playing with him, man. I'm freestyling off the top, win with it. Hey, yeah. The beat is so damn cold. Battle cat on the thing, man. I'm letting them know. And it's so damn cool. 35, man. You know it's the old rule. We go by the old school. Uh. We're going to keep this thing going, man. You know what I'm saying? We in here tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? We in here, <laughs> oh man. Oh, my God. Look at these comments, man. What up, John Butler, man? What up, Chris, man? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm about to put the link uh, in the comments right now, man. I'm going to let y'all know. If y'all want to join in, you know what I mean? If y'all want to join in, I'm going to pin this in the uh, comments. Um, that's the link. If you click on that link, man, it'll put you in the studio and I can add your video to the live feed. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, if you want to call in, let me know and I'll put the number to the show on there. You can call in, man, and we can chop it up as well. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, welcome, welcome to the Ariola Rollercoaster podcast episode 35, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, the last two weeks I ain't been able to do the podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to everybody to be understanding, man, because you know, uh, I am a full-time single father, man. And, uh, you know, the kids is always going to come first, man. The responsibility is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? And, um, right now it's basketball season, my son's senior year. Um, you know, and before he goes off to college, you got to kind of realize that this is the last few months that this, that life will be this way. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of take that for what it is, man. And, um, last Thursday, Thursday, um, I wasn't able to do it for some reason. Um, but last Thursday, um, my son asked me, he's like, Hey, uh, we don't play today. Do you want to go check out, you know, uh, Sayer versus Brown station, two other teams that was playing. He's like, let's go check them out. And what do I look like telling my son, nah, I, I, I got to go do the podcast. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to the game with you because I got to do the podcast. Shit. All right. Uh, we'll just postpone the pod to next week. You know what I'm saying? So we went to the game and we watched Sayer play. Uh, no, it was Sayer versus Frederick Douglass. Sayer played Frederick Douglass and he kind of wanted to scout because they played Frederick Douglass the very next day. You know what I'm saying? So it actually worked out in our favor because me going to the game with him and uh, he scored 32 points at Frederick Douglass, man. Son got busy. He was light out in there, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think that's more valuable than any podcast episode and real fathers can relate to that. So, you know, I know people be looking forward to the episodes. I'll be looking forward to the episodes. Like, this is my way to get stuff off my chest because I don't be chilling with nobody. I just be doing me, telling jokes, going, doing shows, and that's that. I don't be nowhere, you know what I mean? So, you know, I be uh, I be looking forward to the uh, episodes just like everybody else, man. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, son, son turning up, man. He's having a historic year, you know what I mean? He, a historic football season and having a historic basketball season, getting busy, you know what I mean? Making noise, uh, uh, just, you know, out there just being a standout talent, man. And, you know, it's it's pivotal that I be out there during that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, pardon my multitask. If I ever if you ever build yourself up for the show and I don't have it, just know that I'm I'm out here doing the right thing. I could be out here just being a deadbeat altogether. But, you know, I'm handling more. You know what I'm saying? So 
shout out to everybody, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Slam Newton in the building. DJ Slob, my guy. You know what I'm saying? In the building. Gerald Johnson. Shout out to Jonathan Richards. Shout out to Brian Station, man. You know what I'm saying? My alma mater. He's uh, he's Brian Station High School. They are kicking ass right now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Toya James in the building. You know what I'm saying? My boy uh, Johnny Williamson, man. What's up, though? You know? Um, and yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a But in this two weeks, so much has happened, bro. So much has happened. And it's crazy because it's like <laughs> I'm looking at these topics of everything that's going on. And I'm like, bro, I can't do the podcast. Like, I almost wanted to go live just because. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, I need to talk about this stuff that's going on because it is so much that I want to talk about to you guys. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. We here. You know what I'm saying? We here. We gonna get it popping. It's Thursday night. Everybody's chilling on the couch or chilling in bed or you know what I'm saying? You're eating. You know what I mean? Whatever. We we gonna turn up, have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So um, I do want to say, man, uh, <laughs> it, it, it it's been a whole lot going on right ever since um, Shannon Sharp has kind of took over the podcast uh, stage, man. It's one benefit to try to go into this field and already be famous. It's nuts. It's like you, you, you get to skip all, you get to skip the line and get into the front when you already have a name beforehand and you just get in and you just, you know what I mean? And, uh, Shannon Sharp found the formula interview comedian and your, your podcast is going to his interviews that are over a million are comedians. Like I'm talking 99% of them. All the rest of them is probably close to a million, but his biggest numbers are interviewing comedians. And what's happened is, is it's created a discussion all over the airwaves to where everybody's starting to realize what goes comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like people starting to figure out what goes on in comedy. You know, like I didn't know y'all went through that. And I ain't know that people was like this. And I ain't know, man, listen, man, it is more comedians than it is rappers. I need you to understand. It is way more comedians than it is rappers out here, man. These comedians are cut. You got to you got to think about it. At least with rappers, like the rappers are cutthroat towards each other. That kind of, that's kind of where it ends. They can just settle it on wax and just settle it in with beef and, you know, all this kind of stuff. When it comes to comedy, you know, comedians are, are you got to deal with a comedian. You got to deal with a comedian's friend who's probably a comic. Then you got to deal with um, you got to deal with janky promoters. You know what I'm saying? So not only may you have a problem with some comedians, but you might have a problem with a promoter who's trying to shift. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to stiff you on the money. You know what I'm saying? It's man. Listen, it is, it is so, it is so many times to where these people put shows together and don't have the money to pay the people yet. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's in a position to where they can demand the money up front. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I need my money up front or I'm not coming. Yeah, you can say that, but then they could just go ahead and book somebody else when you really need to pay your mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do you do you really stand on business or do you go with the business? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they'll plan a show, don't know anything about doing shows, you know what I'm saying? And the show will flop, so which means nobody came and they ain't make no money off the door. So they don't have no money to pay you. They, they don't promise you this money, got you in town and they don't have the money to pay you. What do you do at this point? You ain't got no, you ain't got no weapons. You ain't got no nothing. You just sitting here stuck. You know what I mean? And this is kind of things that happen in comedy that a lot of people don't talk about, you know? And, um, uh, 
I think it's funny because now everybody has this kind of interest in comedy, but I don't like the way that, that, that it's turning right now, man. Like, you know, because ever since Cat Williams did this at the top of the year, um, when Cat Williams did that uh, Club Shay Shay interview, it's, I think at this point, it's almost at 60 million views. And, you know, everybody's seeing how well that did with just being messy. So everybody's figuring that they could be messy too. You know, and what's starting to happen is, Monique, she got on the thing and she decided to kind of do the same thing. Country Wayne got on there and kind of did it a little bit. But Monique got on there and got super messy, you know. And the thing is, is while you're speaking your truth, we have such an audience that's looking at us and none of this stuff is containing jokes in it. You know what I'm saying? Cat Williams set the standard so he can get away with it because it was unexpected. Now, at this point, anybody to do it after, we kind of expect it. You know what I'm saying? So Monique's in there talking, and it's like, it's just mess. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, where are the jokes? Like, respectfully, I ain't got nothing against a Monique. I ain't got nothing against none of them comedians. I look up to them because they do, you know, they, they've achieved what I'm aiming for already. You know what I'm saying? They've already achieved that. But my thing is, is what point in your career do you get do you get to the point where it's not about that no more? It's about the negativity that happens because me, myself, I can't operate in, I can't operate in negativity. Like that throws my creativity off. Like I can't create if I'm sitting here mad and you know what I'm saying? Going through all of that. Like I just can't create, man. So, you know, for me, for me, man, I don't like the direction that it's going because now all the, you know, the smaller name comedians are thinking this is a way to get some light on them. And I don't think that's the way because everybody's starting to say, well, yeah, I know what goes on behind the scenes in comedy. And this person's doing this to this person and that person. I don't care about all that, bro. I just want to tell jokes. Where are the jokes? If my, my thing is, if this is what you're going to do, fine, but do it in the way you know best, which is jokes. I think that that D.L. Hughley and Monique going back and forth. I think if they took that to the stage and told it in joke form, it'd be the best form of entertainment because one, they benefit from it because people are laughing at them, you know, laughing at their jokes. And two, we benefit from it by seeing the jokes and the jokes. Why not do it in the way we know best? All It's almost like watching your hero die. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like watching your, your, your hero die a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And what's starting to happen is people are starting to see Club Shay Shay as a place to come and be messy. Like this is the new shade room. And I leash on that because it's going to put him in some arenas that he waiting for it to be. You know what I'm saying? For instance, a lot more people are starting to bring his name up now than they did ever before. I've been talking about Shannon Sharp since the beginning of my career. Cause even when he was just doing, you know, telecast with sports, like when he just got done retiring, I always thought his voice was funny. So I was mimicking it on stage, but it never did well. Cause people didn't know who he was just yet. You know what I'm saying? When he did his hall of fame speech, that voice, went, <laughs> and I told my granny <laughs> and I told my granny, you know what I'm saying? Like I was doing that way when he got his hall of fame jacket, you know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't translate in well because he wasn't a big name yet. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody's doing Shannon Sharp impressions and all that kind of stuff. And he's in these arenas to where now he's so visible and what he's doing is being shared so much. He's being a subject of criticism now from all angles. Everybody's bringing his name up because he's the go-to podcast. His podcast is bigger than most. People don't even want to do nighttime talk TV shows no more. They don't want to do Jimmy Fallon and 
all them other shows this this late night on TV. They don't do that. We can do Club Shay Shay and do way better numbers and not have to jump through none of the red tape. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what's happening is now that these controversies is coming, you can just read the comments and people just like they dogging Shannon Sharp. Now they calling Shannon Sharp gay because his stylist is 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 you know he looks homosexual and he's always with him everywhere he goes. And I mean, a lot of people saying that that's his family member. It doesn't matter if it's his family member or not. If he wants to hire a homosexual stylist, he has every right to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, and if we being honest, like the gay dudes, you know they you know they can they can fit together. If we being honest. Don't be so don't be so heterosexual that you don't see the truth. You know what I'm saying? So gay dudes can put some outfits together. You feel me? So, you know, they they trying to put that together, but I think that's just the the uh uh a consequence of him growing so quickly on his own platform that they all I said it before on her, they they'll always attack either they'll attack your finances, and if they can't attack that, they'll attack your character, and if they can't attack that, they'll attack your manhood. You see what I'm saying? So the, the first two, they can't, they ain't been able to attack. You know what I'm saying? Because his character, you've seen him playing in the NFL. So everything he talks about sports, you know, he can back it up. And his record proves that. You know what I'm saying? His career proves that. He got a Hall of Fame jacket and Super Bowl rings. So anything he talks about football, you have to listen because he lived it. You know what I'm saying? So you can't attack that. His finances, he's been a millionaire for decades at this point. So you can't attack that. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that you don't know about is you don't see a woman on the side. You know what I'm saying? So people try to attack his manhood because they thinking that's a way to knock him. But it's like, come on, bro. It's low hanging fruit because anytime it comes to a man, you can't figure out what to say to him. And you want to try to somehow stir him up or hurt him. You just just mention gay. That's all you got to say is something gay. And that's the way that it goes. Like what what kind of name is Shay Shay? What kind of I know a grown man named Shay. I know a grown man named Shay. That's his name. You know what I'm saying? He's a comedian. That's his name. And I've never, never, never in my life said, oh, that's gay. No, that's his name. Like, what? why would I question that? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, now that that criticism came, you know, certain things starting to happen. Like, you know, Mike Epps, you know, Mike Epps got on stage and uh, he was talking about he was talking about, um, you know, he was just telling jokes, you know, and. Mike Epps mentioned that uh, Shannon Sharp looked like uh, Medea and uh, Miss Netta. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp took offense to it. Shannon Sharp took offense to the point where he's like, I'm going to see you when I see you. It's on, you know, and that that this is where it gets different. Right. And this is why it gets different, because he's not used to this arena. You used to interviewing comedians, but you're not used to being belittled by comedians. And it's not really belittling. That's how we operate. It's jokes. We want you to laugh too. No comedian is saying that about you to hurt you. They saying it about you to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like we want you to laugh. It's a joke. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to deal with comedians, you got to be able to have thick skin and you got to be able to take them jokes. You know what I'm saying? Because we always told a line of that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what he's been subjecting himself to. And, you know, uh, I think him and, um, him and Mike Epps, they buried the hatchet. You know what I mean? And they, they, um, they ended up meeting up in Indianapolis and, but at first it was, it was something, you know, something kind of heated, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm glad that they did just that. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that they buried the hatchet. 
because it wouldn't have been worth it. You know what I'm saying? No matter what happened, it it, it would have never uh, it would have never been worth it. You know, whatever whatever they went through. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if I got that clip saved of Mike Epps because it was funny. It was I, I gotta give it to you. It was it was funny because you know Mike Epps is just talking. You know what I'm saying? Being himself and. Uh, he was just kind of talking stuff, you know what I mean? And they was kind of going back and forth. But, yeah, I don't have it. Um, he was just talking to stuff, and they was going back and forth. And, um, you know, they buried it. But that that's part of, you know, new levels, new devils, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shannon Sharp is coming into a new arena, man. And stuff get different. Stuff get real different real fast, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, shout out to Shannon Sharp. I hope, I hope, that, I hope that comedy... Um, doesn't turn into a messy, a messy battle. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of comedians, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot of comedians, like we are damaged people and we have a gift that we turn damaged and, you know what I'm saying? In the form of jokes, you know what I'm saying? Like we can, a lot of the comedians are the ones that went through the most stuff because they needed that to make light out of whatever, you know what I mean? And, um, and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where it's at. So, so we don't need, we don't need to do, uh, we don't need to do that. You know what I mean? We don't need to be belittling each other and, and talking stuff. Like we got so many, we, we already too critical of ourselves as comedians. Like we way too, we way critical of ourselves. Like people, it be comedians, like comedians can't wait for another comedian to do bad because they think that's something to laugh at. Like, I've never been that person. Like, they call it bombing. When you don't do well on stage, they call it bombing. You know what I'm saying? And they can't wait for somebody to bomb because they'll make fun of the comedian for bombing. Now, if the dude's sitting there talking all this kind of stuff, he's talking all of this, and he get, goes out there and bombs after just telling everybody how good he is and how many shows he's ripped and how many times he done did this and did that, then that's different. That's a different scenario. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody just does bad because this is... This is a, 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 a audience generated kind of sport, you know, like you can have a good night and you can have a bad night 10 minutes later. Like it's just it's all based off the room. So, you know, I ain't, I ain't that type of I ain't that type of cat. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that type of cat. I'm going to read some of these comments, too, because me looking at this, I'm not looking at the screen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tanisha Jones. Said going to it with baby daddy. Just saying what happened. Just saying, like, I'm saying you the plug. You the you the direct plug. That's what I'm saying. It ain't all I need is the green light and I'm pulling up. You know what I'm saying? All I need is the green liggity and I'm pulling up. You the plug, Tanisha. You know what I'm saying? Plug me in, you hire. I'm gonna read these comments backwards, upside, you know, too. Uh Oh man, I got all types of stuff popping in my comments. <laughs> um, Johnny said, but why do problems like this only happen in the black community? All the back and forth between everybody instead of just supporting each other and congratulating each other. Well, you know, the thing is, man, is regardless of how people see it, people don't like when somebody does something like achieve something faster than they do think about it it's a lot of people that's just now starting to like dc young fly that's in the comedy community 
because he was an internet person at first and then jumped into comedy and blew off of comedy. You know what I'm saying? Off of stand-up comedy. And it's like a lot of the OGs didn't like that because they've been working 30 years already and ain't got not a fourth of the opportunities he has. And they felt the way. But they had to realize that the guard changed and you either got to adjust or get left behind. You know what I'm saying? And problems like this, it's, you know, problems like this happen in the black community because we like to, we like the cosign of the community. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that really happened in other cultures. You know what I'm saying? But we like the cosigns of other community, like of, of, of our community, like, like, People want to see you do good, but not better than them. I'm going to just put it out there like that. They want to see you do good, but not better than them. It's a lot of good dudes out here in the comedy game. It's a lot of good dudes out here, man. Like, you know, it, all it takes is an opportunity. All it takes is like, like for me, I'm always, I'm always at a mind frame of, I don't need you to walk me through the door. Just show me where the entrance at. I walk myself through the door, you know, proverbially speaking, like I don't need, I don't need your help walking me in the door, getting me in the door. Just show me where the door is at. I could do the work from there. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think a lot of people, it's a lot of gatekeeping. Like that's, that's why Cat Williams, his, his podcast episode went so hard because he was talking about gatekeepers and, and groups and crews, and that exists on all levels, even on my level. It's crews of people in these clubs that have access and they know the management and they could get you in that club on that stage, but they don't want it because they think that you would get a better opportunity than they would. And it, I, don't, I just don't think it's, it's not called for. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like just because somebody gets an opportunity and you don't, it don't mean that you're lacking in any area. You know what I'm saying? Like, I man, I'd never mention it because I don't want to seem like it's a bragging thing, but it's like it's people that are doing probably man 10 times the show that I'm doing and they very first show they hit me up and asked me for advice on how to tell jokes. But they've popped in, in the stand up in their particular market and they they touring the country. Do I feel a way about that? Absolutely not. I feel great that I helped contribute to that. Do I expect something in return for that? Absolutely not. I did my part. He asked for help. I helped him. That was that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's a reciprocal thing all across the board. Like it's, it's, it's people that really don't want to see you in out here in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's some cats out here that really don't want to see you in, man. You know, we got some bots out here in the comments too. Let me get these bots up out of here. Bingo. Like you said, man, it's enough bread to go around. Um, Ricky Devine said, I got something to run by you don't want to do it here. Yeah, holler at me, man. Inbox me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Tanisha, you, you got the green light, man. You throw, throw the alley-oop, man. You know what I'm saying? Throw the alley-oop. Text me a number or I drop my number and you, you know what I mean? You you shoot it or whatever, man. You know what I mean? And we'll make that happen, you heard? I know he be doing the Miami improv and all that. I was in Miami for like a week, but I found that too late. Leon Butler said, um, not a person that's into the Zodiac, 
I'm not a person that's into the zodiac signs like that, so I don't know how that operates. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know, you talking about somebody who's going from being an athlete and they talk by force. They talk action. You know what I'm saying? And in our game, we talk with words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Shannon Sharp is somebody who who's whose response is physical and ours is verbal. You know what I'm saying? So for him to get a verbal response, he's having to adjust on how to take that. You see how he responded? That's how you respond if somebody talked to you like that in the league. He he got to get out of football mode and realize that, you know, you in a, you in a new market. <laughs> I'm going to tell Mike Epps, I'm going to see you. <laughs> you. You can tell Mike Epps, see you. <laughs> he says Shaya wrote somebody into oblivion too. Not facts. That's big facts. That's that you know, that's that's what we do. That's what we do, man. You know what I mean? Pardon me, I'm reading the comments. I'm reading them like kind of I'm going backwards reading it because I'm looking at the camera, so I ain't looking down at the screen, you know what I'm saying? But uh uh Chris Bife, what up, though? But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I was saying, you know, um, like a, a lot of people, a lot of people in the comedy game, like I'm starting to see like that, that's not household names, but people know them in the comedy game and they just bitter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what what Cat Williams was talking about was true and what so-and-so said was true. And when people do this and da 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 and it's like, bro, what does that even what does that even amount to? Who cares? Like everybody wants to be relevant in some way, shape or form, bro. I just want to tell jokes like they, they talking about stuff that's out of my tax bracket, you know, that's out of my league. And I say that because think about this. I'm watching Monique be mad at DL and they mad at who's going to headline the bill of this type of stuff. And it's like, bro, y'all making $30,000 tonight, 40, $50,000 tonight. Y'all making people's yearly salary tonight. What are y'all talking about? Where are the jokes? I, like I'm, and I'm saying this as as constructive as possibly I can. Y'all make a person's yearly salary a night, and y'all arguing about stuff that really means nothing, bruh. <laughs> the jokes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting. And my own home club still hasn't booked me as a headliner. I'm 13 years in the game. And they still ain't booked me as a headliner. I've been booked everywhere else in Kentucky as a headliner. But not my own home club. I don't feel a way. I'm not upset about it or nothing. But that's just kind of the... We, we on two different battles, bro. I don't have no cosigns and hands up to get me... You know, I don't have none of that for real. I got friends, but it's not their job. You know, I got friends, in the, but it's not their job. They over here trying to, they over here trying to survive too. You know what I'm saying? We both in the water swimming. You know what I mean? It's wild, man. That's the comedy game for you though. You know, it, tur it turns into that. And, you know, and, and with social media, I think things just get that much worse, man. Because now that, that Monique is talking, you know, and she done did this interview and, you know, of course you got the social media. So you got millions of internet detectives just going to sift through everything you got going on. And all of a sudden her oldest child and got online 
and told everybody about how he ain't been, how she ain't been in his life. And he's, he's in his late twenties, you know, and you got to really put that into perspective now. You know what I mean? I, I've, I was just talking to my sis, LaRonda Clay, and I was telling her about how many times I done turned down shows this year simply because it was interfering with me being at uh, either one of my son's games. You know what I'm saying? My son in college, my son Mari in college, or my son Layton in high school interfering with either of those games because, you know, my, my oldest, his, his college career is winding down. And, you know, my, my, my youngest son, his, his high, this is his senior year. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's really worth it to miss those moments right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. And a lot of people out here that's, that's making it, they have made a ton of sacrifices in the form of not being there in their kids' lives and them kids is growing up without them parents. Yeah, you getting the money, but you don't got the moments. Oh, that's a bar. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's a bar. That's a bar. Wait a minute. You, you got the money, but you ain't got the moments. What? What? Oh, my God. Understand something, man. You know what I'm saying? Understand something, man. Like, you know, with Monique, she's achieved success. Movies, television shows, talk shows. I got a partner, my homie, uh, uh, Chris Smokey Jones, um, he was on he was on the Monique show. Um, you know what I'm saying? So she's provided opportunities for folks. Um, um, I know a couple of comedians that tour with her and she's providing, you know, opportunities for them. My thing is, and it's not her specifically, but just comedian. You know, we get these opportunities and we don't realize how how it affects everybody around us. You know what I'm saying? Because we think that we our presence with money. And I don't think it works out that way because I mean, once that time passes, you can never get it back. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like I'm, I've done it the right way in a sense of, I always walked with a fear that somebody will offer me a, a tour like years ago, like they would offer me a tour, you know what I'm saying? And I would be afraid because I would have to turn it down. Damn, because you can't tell me that I'm going to be away for 20 weeks, 12 weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who me? I, I'm leaving them for 12 weeks? Like, ah, I, I don't really think that's worth it, bro. Like, I, you know, not, not in this phase. Like, you know what I'm saying? My kids shoot a jumper and then look up and they look for me. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to be there, bro. Like, I have to. That's not, that's not an option. You know what I'm saying? Like money can't replace that, you know? So, so for me, you know, now that my, you know, my son, my son is 17, you know what I'm saying? And my oldest is 21, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, sports career wise, now I have a little bit more leeway to move around because now, you know, my, my son going to Ball State. So, you know, I'm going to be traveling anyway, you know, my oldest is in college. So a lot of his games be far away. He be playing mid and on weekdays, so it's hard to make it to those games. But you know, this is a real thing. Now you got this kid and Monique's son. You can listen to him talk, and you can kind of hear the pain in his voice because he's sitting here talking about how 
he has a child that's really never going to meet his grandmother. And this is the famous woman that we, famous, rich, wealthy woman that we know. And it's like, wow. That's a long fight, bro. And I say that with all respect. That's not a disrespectful way to, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is real. Listen to this. I am Shalon. I am a stand-up comedian, Monique's oldest son. Um, I guess I felt the need to make this video to just provide some context into this false narrative about her praying to the universe. I had to reconcile our relationship or whatever the hell it is. Um, I wrote it all down so that way I don't go all over the place and get emotional or anything like that. I can. I'm going to be skipping through it a little bit because it is kind of long. So I just want to skip through it and just, I want you to really just hear how he's talking and hear his tone and tell me if you can't hear the hurt in his voice. You understand? Hi. <laughs> I also admit, my mother had also admitted to me that she didn't do the best job that she could do. Um, which would also make one begin to question, you know, all of your past decisions and prior emotional interactions. But to be completely honest and fair, um, you know, those were things that I was willing to get over. You know, nobody's perfect. We're all human. But my mother showed a clear lack of humility, compassion, and consideration when taking any level of accountability for those things. So if you listening to that, man, I don't care what nobody say. That's a thing that will sting forever because navigating this game, navigating this game, you got to realize that it's like once you achieve, it's like for your presence to be there, it has to lack somewhere else. You see what I'm saying? Have I missed games before to get to shows? Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have. Um, but I never made it a point to where I'm not going to be at none of them. You know what I'm saying? I missed a game or, you know, maybe one or two, but it's not like I'm, you know, that's one or two a season. You know, that's, that's, that's it. I got to be there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for, for, for this guy, it's like, you know, this is something that they got to, this is something that they got to sort out and they can sort it out because they love each other. They can sort it out, but it still exists. It doesn't matter if you hug and kiss and do, it still exists. The fact that you chose that over me will always exist. You see what I'm saying? That's a tough part in comedy, man. You see a lot of people, all, all they do is, is just be on the road. They living out a suitcase. Every weekend they in a different city. But you got kids. So that means that your kids are growing up and only seeing you two, three days a week. Yeah, you might have a little money, man. You might have a nice car, but your presence, you know what I'm saying? I don't think the money is more valuable than the money. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Kurt Machiavelli said it ain't, it's never too late to re reconcile if they want. Of course. I mean, it's a, it's a mother and son. So it's the easiest one to, you know, reconcile. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the easiest one. John said, I was in a heated conversation with a friend because Shaq missed his youngest daughter state championship game Saturday. He said, kids understand what their famous parents sign up for, but he calls BS. I'm not missing the state championship. Yeah, man. Um, you know, that's part of the sacrifice, you know, as, as, as part of the sacrifice 
of of having those achievements. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, you for, to do anything great, you're going to have to sacrifice. That's a thing. You know what I'm saying? I just think kids are something that you can you can kind of weigh the options of if this is what you really want to sacrifice for. And, you know, me, me personally, me personally, I'm glad that I did it the way I did. You know, it's like, of course, people's like, why don't you move to Atlanta? Why don't you move to New York? Why don't you move to boo doo doo And, you know, just go from there because you could pop when you go to L.A. And I'm like, bro, if you think that I'm going to uproot my kids and change their lives to where they got to meet new people and go to a new school and learn a new climate and do this and do that and do that. Also, I can chase the comedy dream. You got to be out your head. I quit before I do that. I'll give it up before I do that. It's not that serious. It is not that serious. I feel like I can tell jokes and say I'm good enough at comedy to where I can tell jokes from right here in Kentucky. And that's what airplanes are for. <laughs> I can get to any city. I can get to any city in a matter of hours. Just give me some time. I can get there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that I notice in major cities, they never home. They trying to go to other cities to tell jokes. You see what I'm saying? You know? And uh, I just think that's a, I just think that's a deep thing, man. You know? Prayers, prayers to uh prayers to Monique and him. You know what I mean? Um, I hope they I hope they work that out, man. But that's just just kind of that's kind of one of the things that you gotta realize exists in the world of comedy. It's a lot of sacrifice that goes with that. You got somebody watching your kids. It's music too, rappers and all of that. Somebody gotta be somewhere with your kids while you out seeing the world. Even Buster Rams was talking about that. Buster Rams got a bunch of kids, and he was just like, Man, I missed a lot of moments out here, you know, being a rapper. He's like, I missed a lot of moments of them growing up being a rapper. So now he's trying to make up for it now. And it's like, your dad is one of the biggest, you know, rappers in the history of the game. And, you know, it's like, he still, he still, he got the money, but he ain't got the moments. And that's wild. That's wild, man. You know? So let's get to it. Um, in other news, man, and other news, uh, I want to talk about this. Um, I call this the dumb husband. <laughs> this is the dumb husband, man. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Do you, what do you mean? How? How have you? Oh, man. What, you're just ruining it. You're ru- Look at my lips. You're ruining it. Ru- you're ruining it. Listen to this, man. And this is not acceptable behavior your husband is not supposed to go to the club and tell you that the fire marshals locked him in the club and that's why he didn't come home last night what made you we're gonna stop it right there this dude is married (laughs) and he told his wife that the reason he didn't come home last night is because the fire marshal locked him in the club all night and he couldn't get He said the fire marshal locked him in the club and he couldn't get home last night. Now, listen, I've been a part of the dude, the stupid excuse brigade. I've had stupid excuses myself. You know what I'm saying? But that to say that the club, the fire marshal wouldn't let nobody come home. <laughs> Everybody's standing here. I'm a fire marshal. You stay here. Everybody. It's six in the morning. He still ain't home. Man, I got a wife to get to, man. Don't do this to me. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you, what do you mean? How? How have you? <clears throat> oh, man. What, you're just ruining it. You're ru- Look at my lips. You're ruining it. 
You're ruining it. Like, what? Hold up, man. Let me run it back. Let me run it back. Let me run it back, man. Realizing that, like, oh, wait a minute. This is not acceptable behavior. Your husband is not supposed to go to the club and tell you that the fire marshals locked him in the club, and that's why he didn't come home last night. What made you finally file for divorce? First off, I asked God if it was okay to let go. He mm. said, your husband is... <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh god. yo listen to me bro i can just stop come on bro you making it hard for dudes that are actually good dudes if you're gonna sit there and tell this girl you was running dry on all excuses you knew that you was in trouble bro but not for real the fire marshal man call him here go the number right here. He done looked up. He done Googled the number to the fire, to the fire department. <laughs> he done set up his phone to where it's the homie answering. You know what I'm saying? He got a whole setup, bro. Listen, and the older you get, you realize there's no coochie out there that is worth that kind of excuse, bro. It is not a coochie out there that is worth that, bro. What are you doing? How stupid are you, bro? You think that a woman that knows you, that got your last name, is going to go for that? If she accepts that, bro, that means she is already cheating, fam. She's already cheating back, so it's cool. If she goes for that excuse, you couldn't get home because the fire marshal locked you in the house. You deserve to be alone, fam. You... You could have worked on a better excuse than that, bro. You could have Googled a better excuse than that, bro. The fire marshal? Since when has a fire marshal ever trapped <laughs> trapped a faithful man in the house, <laughs> in the club? <laughs> he in VIP like, man, she ain't gonna never believe this, bro. She ain't gonna never believe this, bro. You messing up my relationship. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, man. Uh, and she sit there and said, she said, uh, cause she filed for divorce. And she talking about I asked God and God said it was okay. Yeah, all right. It wasn't God. It was your friends. Like, girl, you stupid as hell. <laughs> girl, you stupid as hell. He's making it bad for all men, bro. Why would you do that? What kind of excuse? What, you, what do you mean? How? How have you? Oh, man. You're what, ruining you're it. You're ruining it. You're Look at my lips. You're ruining, ruining it. it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I might name this episode the fire marshal kidnapping or something. I don't know. That is so stupid, bro. That is like, man, come on, man. <laughs> Leon Butler said, come on now, let's give him the benefit. Most likely intoxicated that cognac can transform. It. <laughs> no, I think a cognac wore out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because he went and got some action. We knew what happened. He went and got some action. But if you're a married man and you don't stay out till six in the morning, then what made you think? That you was still gonna do this till six in the morning. Ain't no coochie worth it, my boy. Ain't no coochie worth the consequence of what you got to deal with, bro. 
especially like, can you imagine, right? You know that you staying out late. You know that you get in trouble when you get home. You know you're going to have problems in your household. But when I heard and sacrificed it with some coochie, right? So it's worth it in the moment. But what happens when you achieve that post-nut clarity? When you bust and all this lovey-dovey stuff goes out the window, now you got post-nut clarity and you like, bro, what am I doing here? It is 7 a.m., bro. And my, and my jeans are to my ankle. What are we doing, bro? Why am I out here? <laughs> Why am I out here? Next thing you know, you just sitting there driving home. At drive home, you ain't listening to no music. You got to think. You got to brainstorm. You got 99 missed calls. You got to figure something out. 99 missed calls and you ain't pick up one? You got to figure something out, bro. I was okay, so so. what I'm going to say is... Uh, no, they can't say the car blew up because she would know. Just uh, the car didn't blow up. No, let's say my partner died. Now he's still alive. Can't say that. Um, what can I... the fire marshal? Okay, let me Google this. Okay, yeah, the fire marshal made us stay in the club because it's required by law when they do a Type D investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> what an idiot! What an idiot, bro. Never seen nothing like it in my life. Never seen nothing like it in my life. That is wild. That That is, that's beyond me. You understand me? <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, you know, 20 was one of the best years I done had in a long time, right? And I know a lot. A lot of people's talking about, you know, fours acting up already. For me, it's still been a good year, but I can't admit that 2024 is, it's, it's turned up. It, it's, um, you know, 2024 is turned up, man. It's a lot going on, bro. It's a lot going on. I know y'all heard about that story, man. Um, in other news, let's get to it. I know y'all heard about that story. Um, you know, um, Keith Lee. Keith Lee had went to, um, I think they was in Houston or something. It was somewhere. It, it was somewhere. Um, but Keith Lee was somewhere and he seen a food truck and the food truck was doing, um, the food truck was doing haircuts. Uh, like they had somebody outside doing haircuts. They was kind of selling food. So he bought, he gave them $4,000 and an extra $1,000. Uh, $4,000 to just, you know, basically everybody out there to get free food and then $1,000 to the barber so everybody can get free haircuts. Cool. He leaves. The, he gave all the money to the lady uh, at the taco stand because they did it like a card transaction. You know what I'm saying? They, he just did it with his card. So it wouldn't cash. And, you know, just like, like okay, with the card transaction, you could just once it once it hits, then you can just divvy the money and, and give the barber, you know, his thousand dollars. Well, the lady that run the food truck, when Keith Lee left, she only uh, they said she only was giving away free food for like 30 minutes after he left. Then she started charging people again. And then she told the barber that uh, she never asked him to come anyway. She thought he was charging, making his own money. So she refused to give him the money. You know what I'm saying? So check this out. Listen to this. About it, shall we? Nine times out of ten, when you meet a... Hold on, hold on. That's the wrong one. 
Give that barber a thousand dollars. This is this is the lady. This is the lady who um this is the lady whose truck it was, but this is the girl. So the dude that was cutting her, this is her this is his sister that's taking up for him. She was working for the lady who had the truck. So listen to her. Right? Me being me and thinking everybody else is going to have the same genuine heart as me. I charged him four thousand dollars on his car, meaning all the money went to the food truck in hopes that she would do what she needed to do, right? Wrong. So after everything had died down, mind you, on top of him tipping $4,000, this man left an extra $886 to feed everybody else that was coming, right? Right, but this is where she went wrong. I'm in the truck, mind you, I'm a worker. This is your business, so I'm doing what you say. She tell me after this person, which is a third person, that you gotta start charging again, hmm? Now, it's one thing when he say, I'm leaving this for free and for somebody to come and order like one of everything on the menu and try to get both desserts and drinks and shit. Like, yeah, you can put a limit on that. But if this man left you almost a thousand dollars, right? Me being me and thinking every Give that bar. This is the lady right here who's trucking Haircuts. He should have said anybody. Come on. Want the haircut for free. Come on. Then he would have that would have made him with me. Because now you're helping me. You're shining on me. This man was not with me. Before we left, we went and had a conversation with the mom, and we thanked everybody for having us. Me and the mama prayed together, and we left a $4,000 tip behind. God, it's amazing. I appreciate y'all for having us. I see y'all giving out haircuts and doing braids. So we want you get the drift. So basically, he, le he left... Um, he left a bunch of money, probably almost $5,000 to a food truck. Uh, he tipped him. He bought his food and then he tipped him $5,000. And what ended up happening was, is the lady that got the food truck, she got greedy because he's like, okay, I want to give the barber $1,000 to give everybody free haircuts. I want to give you, you know, X amount of dollars so everybody can eat free for the rest of the day. And just like the girl said, a couple of people came and ate free. And then she said, now nah, you need to start charging people again after Keith Lee left. And then she said that she didn't even ask the barber dude to be there. So she felt like he didn't deserve the money. So she wouldn't pay him. So what ended up happening was, is everybody done um, attacked that woman's food truck online, like her online pages and all of that. So all her stuff is getting bad reviews. Keith Lee got a, uh, uh, he got, you know, wind of the news, made a video. And now the girl, the one long in business, like she tried to open, she tried to change the business uh, into something else so she could be like kind of off the, off the beaten path again. And I'm, is that really worth it? Like if somebody blessed you with some money and you felt like because you swiped a $4,000, $5,000 transaction that it all belonged to you. When, if it was $500, you was in the plus you out there to make money. You have a food truck which means you're an entrepreneur, which means you're already blessed. But here you are, you know what I'm saying? You out here being greedy, man, and it got the best of you, man. And that karma was swift because now she ain't even in business no more. She tried to open up under a different name, but this is the internet. It's you versus a million investigators. And they found that other food truck and they got that one shut down too. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody gonna shop with you because they know how you living now. So now you ain't making no money. Whatever little money you kept, you just gonna have to live off of that until you get until Home Depot call back for that second interview. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
For real. Angela Douglas said, told him, not your money. <laughs> Facts. She cold said that to him. Nitra said, the food truck owner was wrong, period. Keith Lee told you exactly what he wanted done with his money, and that's what should have been done. She ruined whatever blessing she may have gotten by being greedy. Facts. Because the Keith Lee effect is going to have your truck lined up. You're going to make your money. You're going to make your money. The Keith Lee effect is going to bring you all the money that you need. This is going to be your best year in business. And you tricked it off for the up, man. She played the short game. She seen that money up front. She said, $4,000? I'm out of here. <laughs> 4000 You can tell when somebody ain't getting no money, man, for real. 4000 She ain't know what to do with it, man. And she cooked herself, man. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. <laughs> she cooked herself, man. No pun intended, man. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you, what do you mean? How? How have you... Oh man, you're just ruining it. You're ru look at my lips. You're ruining it. Ru ruining it. Black people, boy. I'm trying to tell you, man. It's hard out here, man. Like you know, I'm. It's hard to take up for us. The 2024, we are making our, we are making each other look so bad. What are we doing, bro? From D to Monique to 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 Mike Epps and Sharp. Uh, you got everybody just going at each other's necks, man. And you got Keith Lee out here blessing people trying to, they trying to steal the money and not to pay people and all kinds, man. This is, this is crazy out here, man. This is crazy, man. Like, what, what do you do, bro? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what we doing? <laughs> Said she pushed the, she pulled a Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. <laughs> nah, facts, facts. That's, that's real. Like it, greed will never get you nowhere, man. Like she played the short game instead of playing the long game, because what happens is, is if the barber does well, then he comes back and gives more free haircuts, which draws more people to your truck. And his sister was helping you out, just volunteering, so. She would come back and help because everybody did well. And the Keith Lee effect is a lot of people just patronizing your truck now. Your business is up 600%. What are we doing? But you can tell people, man, that ain't never had nothing. They'll do that, man. And that, and that'll get you every time. You know what I mean? It'll get you every time with your ugly. Let's get to it. Um, Moment of silence, bro. Moment of silence one time, bro. Like, I got to... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm real. This is a this is a real life. You know what I'm saying? Moment of silence, man. You know, um, it's a real life moment of silence, man. Um, you know, Pop Tarts creator William Post has passed away at the age of 96, man. Rest in peace to the OG, man. Moment of silence one time, man, for the Pop Tarts, man. Rest in peace, OG. I got William Post, man. You gotta gotta throw some respect on William Post's name, man. You know how, man. Listen, do you know how the and he he invented the pop tart, bro. He invented the pop tart, bro. Like think about that, bro. Pop tarts have gotten me through life, bro. As a kid in the microwave, take the two, 
You know what I'm saying? Get the strawberry with the white frosting on it with the sprinkles on the joint. 10 seconds in the microwave. If you ain't got a toaster, if you put it in the toaster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying to tell you something, man. Pop-Tarts used to be that thing, man. Rest in peace to William Pope, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's OG, man. You know what I'm saying? He indirectly raised me. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to Unk, man. He came out with all them. Now, I have to say, Mr. Post, you know, when you start coming out with the chocolate Pop-Tarts, that wasn't that wouldn't hitting. That wasn't hitting. And when you got the variety pack, you knew you was down bad if you was eating the brown sugar and cinnamon Pop-Tart. Like, you knew you was down bad when you got to the brown sugar Pop-Tarts. It was, it's like, bro, I like brown sugar, but I don't want a brown sugar Pop-Tart. Like, we, we cool. <laughs> I'm eating this because I ain't got no choice. <laughs> I'm in the hood, and this is all we have. <laughs> it's either this or a sugar sandwich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. For real, though. <clears throat> let me uh let me give a weird a weird ass round of applause man to uh youtube shout out to youtube man <laughs> shout out to youtube man um you know um people don't know but for like the last the last year and a half uh my channel been demonetized uh, my channel got demonetized because of because of of my you know my earlier roast videos, um, and I don't dispute it. I don't I don't dispute it at all because I mean at the time that was that was the you know the temperature of the game. You know roast videos. I was talking crazy. I was cussing a lot. I was being real harsh and aggressive because that's what was entertaining at the time. You know what I'm saying? Talking that way. You know, and now. YouTube is deemed it cyberbullying. You know what I'm saying? So um, that type of language is not, um, you know, permitted. So when they when they pass a guideline, the AI automatically picks all this stuff up and flags it. And a lot of my videos got flagged and it got flagged so much that they demonetized my YouTube for, for a year. So I'm I've for the last year, I haven't made a dime off of YouTube. And it wasn't like I was making a killing off of YouTube anyway. Like, you know. I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't do nothing major, but, um, I say that to say that, uh, you know, I'm officially back monetized. We in the green baby. We back in the green baby. You know what I'm saying? We back in the green baby. Hold on, man. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all talking about the brown sugar joints? I ain't saying that they nasty. Like, I mean, of course they, you can eat the brown sugar pop tarts. You can eat those. They are very edible. But the, the the strawberry, bro, the strawberry, top tier, top tier. Then they started getting freaky with the blueberry, with the with the uh, with the teal stripe going down, teal zebra stripe going down that joint. Come on, man, that was him. They started they started getting crazy, man. I I mean, you know, pop tarts and milk was cool, but you know, I'm black, so you know, we, that lactose started kicking in. So I had pop tarts with orange juice. Pop tarts with orange juice was that thing. You know what I'm saying? That was that thing. But yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, I'm back monetized on um on the tube, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm back monetized. So you know, I'm uh, you know, I, I just you when they move the goalposts, man. You just gotta you gotta call an audible and adjust. 
Ain't no being almighty and I'm going to still do what I do because do, 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 do. Nah, nah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The one thing I think that I could roast, though, is shoes. I still think I could roast shoes. I just can't be vulgar while I do it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to throw out some tester videos to see what's what. Because if they go, then you know it's on. We back. We back, man. <laughs> we back. <laughs> Adam Juarez, if I said that right. Uh, he said, what do you think of the Super Bowl and do you think it's rigged? Um, I thought the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was what it was, man. Um, you know, um, San Francisco did their job. Uh, San Francisco did everything to win that game. Um, the only thing they did, they did, they, they did everything to win that game, but they did the one thing that they didn't need to do, which would help Kansas City win, uh, is, uh, make a mistake. You can't make a mistake against Patrick Mahomes because, He's going to march down the field. He's the new age Tom Brady. He marched down the field and he's going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? As we've seen it too many times. And when I seen that kick bounce off of the player's foot and then Kansas City recover it in the red zone, I knew it was over. I knew it was over. I said, that's, that's it right there. They're going to come back and win this game. They went into overtime. I'm like, you can't give Patrick Mahomes overtime. It's over. And what happened? Man was wide open. Walked in there for the Super Bowl championship. See you. You know what I mean? Walk straight in that joint. Uh, I don't think it's rigged. Uh, I just think that's a lot of people just speaking out of emotion. Because if it was rigged, what can you do about it? As a consumer, what could you do about it? What you going to do? Stop watching? The same people that watch the NFL watch wrestling. So you you know you know that wrestling's rigged. So, you know, like what's the difference? It's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, my team was not in it, so I really didn't care who won. Uh, but if I had a choice, I would have liked to seen the... Uh, the Lions win just to see some new blood in there, you know, celebrating. Cause you know, your first Super Bowl, man, the celebrations are a bit different. They kind of, they kind of hit different. You know, you done seen Patrick Mahomes do it a lot of times now. So now it's the same effect as Tom Brady, the same effect as Ben Roethlisberger and them other teams that kept winning a whole lot. It's like, all right, we've seen this already. You know what I'm saying? So it was nothing really exciting, man. You know, <laughs> six rings, six rings. She's talking about the Jordans and Jordan six rings, man. The one of the, listen, man. You know, I ain't never the 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 uh the Jordan LeBron guy. I ain't never the Jordan LeBron guy, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, <laughs> Jordan came out with them, he let them people come out with them six rings after he retired, man. And them is nursing home shoes. Them is if you play in the nursing home basketball league, them are <laughs> them shoes. <laughs> belong in a wheelchair stirrup like you know? <laughs> oh man <laughs> six rings Jordans. it was the ugliest jo now jordan got a lot of ugly jump mans out his shoes are listen man he got a lot of ugly jump mans out like bro you can tell about you can look at some of them jump mans like oh you a cowboys fan huh like <laughs> You a Cowboys fan. <laughs> hey, Lamont. <laughs> Lamont said, what about the yellow arrows? Check us out, man. Listen. what They don't know about them yellow arrows, Lamont, man. Listen, man. What he's talking about. Wow, bro. I forgot about that, though. Wow. I used to. This is how far back I go, bro. 
What did, what was that called? What did I call it? What did I call it? I used to call it something, Lamont, man. Dog, like I don't I don't remember what I used to call it, man. Facebook failures. That's what Facebook failures. Wow. You talk talking about 2009, 2010, bro. Facebook failures. I used to take people's pictures of Facebook in 2009, 2000, bro. And I used to put arrows all over the picture on everything that was messed up. I didn't even say nothing. I would just put arrows on everything. Your shoes, your jeans got too much slack in them. Your shirt, your haircut, your hairline, your makeup. If you got your lip pierced, it's an arrow right there. And it would just be yellow arrows. And bruh, I'm talking 2009, bruh. Facebook failures. Wow, I forgot about that. That is crazy. <laughs> Damn, I forgot about Facebook failures, bro. I think it's still up there, man. I think if you type Starks Facebook failures, I think it'll probably still be up there on Facebook right now, man. Like if you on Facebook in the search bar and type Starks Facebook failures, wow. Now I'm going to look at that after the episode, bro. Like that's crazy. Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm looking right now. <laughs> oh, man, that is crazy. Dog, what? I'm going to see, man. I don't know. <laughs> Dog, much you took it back with that one. You took it back with that one, man. I don't know. I can't see it right now. Anyway. Oh, God. There it is. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at that on the screen. <laughs> Facebook failure, boy. No cap. No cap. <laughs> way back no cap <clears throat> wow wow facebook failures boy been doing this <laughs> been doing this man <laughs> anyway man moving on man i can't believe brother i can't believe that husband dude said the reason he didn't come home last night was because the fire marshal locked him in the club. Bro, what? You just should have said I cheated, bro. You just should have, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, Got to bring this up. Got to bring it up. Got to bring it up. Got to bring it up. So, um... A comedian by the name of um, David Lucas, uh, I don't know him, but he knows a lot of the people, you know, that I know, like in my circle, because uh, he be roasting too. Uh, I've never met him personally, but uh, um, he was on, he he kind of um, got popular off the Kill Tony show, and uh, he's, he's starting to tour, you know, career starting to... Uh, He's starting to, you know, he's starting to tour. I mean, getting booked as a headliner by the clubs and all that kind of stuff. And um, he 
he says some controversial stuff on stage about George Floyd and a lot of black people walked out of his show while the white people was laughing at the joke and uh, the internet has been eating him up. They canceling him right now as we speak. Bruh's canceled. Uh, he's trying to issue apologies and all of that, but bruh's canceled. I, you know, listen to this. Reason George Floyd got his neck nailed on. <laughs> Don't ooh at that joke. It's just a joke, man. I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that nigga. That was making us look. It's called comedy, nigga. I mean, my black fans, I got to hear that might leave. Oh, good shit, man. I got, I got. Cause nigga, I was just warming up with that George Floyd shit. That's all the white people laughing. You ready to go? All right, baby. Okay. All right, you offended too, baby, with the braids? Right. You offended too? God damn, man, fuck. Y'all good? Y'all all, all the people's walking out right now. They cussing him out and all that. Oh, <laughs> As you can see, uh, you know, they chewed him up, man. You know what I'm saying? They che they chewed him up. And um now, now it's to the point where um now to the point where um, you know, he's kind of, you know. He's uh, you know, he's having to figure it out. He got he got dates, but you know, he's being canceled. A lot of people ain't messing with him no more, and that video was viral, so he had to issue an apology, and uh, it sounded like he was reading off a cue. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like he was reading off a cue card. Hold on, let me find it. Uh. He must have erased it. Oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, you know, him doing that, man, they tore him up, man. So, you know, usually with um, usually in comedy, man, what happens is, is we told a line of being funny, right? We told a line of being funny and being insensitive. We that's kind of what makes it funny because you get almost to the point of being insensitive, but the joke is so funny that you don't take offense to it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't we don't bet at a thousand when it comes to that. Sometimes we fall short because you think that it's going to hit like people's going to understand the joke. And sometimes you just don't realize people's triggers. You know what I'm saying? And I think as as a comedian, when you get booked as a headliner by a club, you're smart enough to know, you know um, you're smart enough to know how to read the room and when to not tell that joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he was trying to be professional in the sense of, you know, doubling down on it. But you got to know when you lose in the room, people start walking out, bro. You know, you lose in the room. And now it's to the point where, you know, you only you only get a first impression on people and you kind of killed your first impression on people that never even knew you from the gate. All for the sake of a joke that was offensive. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you got edgy humor. But now it's like, you know, he did the Willie D. He got interviewed on the Willie D podcast. He said he said he's on the spectrum. Like that that is not an excuse. That has nothing to do with nothing. You knew exactly what you was doing, and you knew 
do the jokes that you was telling. That ain't got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? Lady G, what up, though? Uh, like, he's talking about he's on the spectrum, and he's talking about um, he don't apologize. He don't apologize for the joke. He apologizes for the offense that he caused because his intent was good with the joke. But it's like me being a comedian, I know when a joke is too far. Like, I know that. And I don't think I, I don't want to tell the joke because I don't want what comes with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get canceled, bro. You're done for. You just now getting to the to money. You know what I'm saying? You getting booked by these clubs. You're not even making, you're not even making crazy money yet because they can hit you with a percentage deal. And, and you know, you really can't call the shots just yet. You know what I'm saying? You got to get seasoned. And I year one of one or two of him being able to headline fully like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's just me on the outside looking in. I don't have, you know, Supreme facts or nothing like that, but David Lucas is, is he done, um, proverbially shot himself in the foot. You know what I'm saying? He done, he done shot himself in the foot, you know, trying to, um, trying to do that, you know, going for a joke and it didn't hit, it didn't land at all. And I mean, that is what it is, bro. You know, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. You know, that's the risk you take sometimes when you're telling these jokes, man. You know, it's going to be people that's offended, but you got to know the jokes that you're telling. You don't talk about something that controversial and think that it's going to hit in front of a bunch of black people. No, 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 no. But I want to shout out. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Kanye West, man. Um, you know, Kanye West just released the album Vultures with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Um, Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, and, uh, um, and it's, you know, it ain't, it ain't dope. I ain't gonna call it trash. It's not dope. It's, it's a weird Kanye album. And, um, you know, it's, it's a weird Kanye album. It got, it got like one or two bops on there, but it's not, it's not nothing just, I want to replay for real. But the reason did I say shout out to Kanye? Because even though Kanye's been on some really, really weird time lately, you know what I'm saying? He got the tit- what is it, titanium, titanium grills, like dude off of James Bond, um, the titanium grills in his mouth and all of that, like, you know, whatever. But this is why I'm giving him a, a, a round of applause. So he decided that everything in his store, his Yeezy store, was going to be for sale for $20. Everything. Each item was $20 a piece, all the way from the Yeezy pods to the Yeezy shirts the the pants, the bathing suit things he got for the women. Every single item is $20 a piece. And then one day, and then one day, Kanye made $19 million, 19, 19 point something. Uh, said he spent $7 million on a Super Bowl commercial. And it wasn't even like he had a shot. He shot the commercial with a cell phone. Um, and aired it during the Super Bowl. He paid seven million to air it during the Super Bowl, and at twenty dollars a pop, at twenty dollars a pop, he made nineteen million dollars in one day off of the sales off of that website. This is the crazy part, though. This is the crazy part. This is the flex. The website clearly states. Anything that you purchase will take two to four weeks for delivery. Which means that that gives him enough time to order the inventory. Then ship it out to who who bought it. 
So basically, he doesn't have to spend the money. He made the money already before he he's using the money that he made off the purchases to buy the inventory to ship it to the people who paid for it. He didn't spend a dime. He just made money. Think about this. I'm going to say it to you one more time. A 19 million in one day off of the website. It says it takes two to four weeks for delivery, which gives him enough time to have a list of everything that he needs specifically because people ordered it. So all he has to do is get all of this stuff made, which takes probably a week or two, maybe three, and then take another week to ship it to people. So he don't have to spend any money out of pocket. He got the money already from the sales, buys the product, ships it to the people and keeps the profit. Genius. 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 Everybody's stuff cost how much ever dollars? I think the Yeezy Pods was $200, you know, whatever. And he dropped them down to $20 and then told everybody who paid $200 for Yeezy Pods previously that they will get to eat, send an email, and they will get their $180 back. I said, bro, what? Listen. They might say he's out of his mind, but his customer service is off the charts. You hear me? <laughs> his customer service is off the charts. <laughs> For real, though. Bro, think about that. You, you, you gave people something to shop. You told the people they won't get it right away. It'll take a month to get to you. Within that month. You you got you got your inventory of orders that you need for all the stuff that's going out. So you order exactly that and you don't spend your own money. You spend their money because they bought it. And then you send it to them. Keep the profit. 19 million. <laughs> Bro, that's genius. That's genius. I don't care what nobody say. That is genius. Can't get no better than that, man. Can't get no better than that. That's hard. That is hard. So, you know, um to to close out, man, um I do want to say, man, um it, it's kind of it's it's kind of butterfly butterflyish. But you know, my really is rare special. I shot it uh, December 21st. Uh, I shot it December 21st. And I actually um, approved the last edit. Um, I actually shot out, sent out the last um, edit notes um, to finish out the special. Like I've seen it in its completion. And I had, you know, some edit notes to fix little small ticky tack stuff. And I think we basically done with it after that point. Um, and uh, me watching it, this is this is probably my fourth edit on it, kind of trimming stuff and and seeing what works and seeing these. And um, excited to give y'all this body of work. I think y'all, I think y'all gonna be proud of it, man. I think it's a great representation of you know, uh, uh, of, of, of Kentucky, you know what I'm saying? Of Lexington to show how we do. And, um, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. I think it's a beautiful thing.
Um, and I can't wait for people to see it, man. Um, I don't know exactly when people's going to see it because we're trying to shop it to networks. And this is the first time that I've ever done that. So I don't know how long that takes. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully it's like a swift process. You know, try to get it on a, a Netflix or Amazon Prime. That's my two. That's my two hopes. Uh, LOL Network, Comedy Central, something. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, try to see see where it go from there, man. But, you know, the progress, the progress is there, man. You know what I'm saying? The progress is definitely there. And, you know, just basically turned in the final edits and the realest rare special, you know, will be available soon, man. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that. You know what I mean? Shout out to the team. You know what I'm saying? Been working diligently, getting this together, man, making it work, man. So, you know, excited for that. And, um, you know, it's only right that I get out of here the proper way. You know what I'm saying? It's only right. Get out of here the proper way, man. You know how I do. Yeah. Here we go. Appreciate everybody coming in, man, trying to rock the party. Young Steezy, I'm like John Gotti, but I'm L. Stocksy. See me in the park and I'm so darky. Uh, don't be racist, young steezy elated. I just straighten in my cutlass. I don't give a fuck, bitch. I'm really good. Uh, I'm in gripping the wood. Uh, pause. I'm talking about the steering wheel. Young steezy got the skills to kill. Yeah, he's so trill. I'm trying to understand these real. You know the beat so hard. Try to go through, man. Stomping on the yard. Oh my god. Like I'm in church saying, Oh my lord. Uh, get the leaves, rake them out the yard. Young Steezy on the podcast like wall. <laughs> Trying to go to war. Anytime ready to settle the score. Young Steezy getting here, wanting it more. You already know how it go, man. I appreciate everybody coming out tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? It's the Ariola Roller Coaster Podcast. Episode 35, man. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all for episode 36, man. Make sure. Make sure that y'all go, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Starts TV One, man. We back. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all around the way, man. Copy some merch. Do what you do. We working. You heard? Yeah, I mean. Oh my God.